This is a Counterspin Media presentation. And that's from a, a purely statistical scientific standpoint. I'm proving wrong. A picnic for Barry Young, honoring New Zealand's jab data whistleblower. And now, Damien DeMent addresses the crowd in Auckland. Well, I um, hope you guys can hear me. We lost Wellington, guys. Um, not the whole city. We, it's, the city's still there, we, we, but we lost the, uh, the connection to the speeches. So um, I'm going to intervene. I'm going to have to speak a little bit. You're just going to have to tolerate me. And I appreciate uh, you doing that. I'm standing in the shade because I don't want to get in the sun too much. I work very hard to not get wrinkles, and I don't need to get burnt. So uh, I, I want to thank you guys all for coming. I want to thank whistleblowers. If you haven't actually clapped for a whistleblower lately, make your hands hurt. Clap now. Because seriously, we've all been waiting for these heroes to step up. And man, we've had two. Thank God for Liz Gunn. If people don't realize the extraordinary amount of work it takes to bring these people forward, you guys are facilitating uh, a real change moment for New Zealand. And it has to happen. It, it, this is unavoidable. Uh, and many of us, if we had to, to choose to have a more simpler life, boy howdy, we would have taken it. But this is necessity. It's a, it's a shitty reality we live in. Um, and that's why when I see good whistleblowers come forward, credible people with amazing data, it really does water the soul. Now, it's really exciting that we have a... We have these whistleblowers, two very credible people, Dan Picknell, who's a police officer for nearly two decades uh, from the New Zealand Police Force. That is an absolute shocker of a story. If you haven't learned about Dan Picknell, go and watch it or listen to Liz's interview. It's totally worth your time because these are the types of quality people that are going to bring more people to our movement, more people to understand that the powers that be that we are supposed to be trusting really cannot be trusted at all and should never be and they need to be investigated but please don't lull yourself into any false sense of security that just because winston peters who represents just 33 and a third of the leadership of our coalition is going to have an independent inquiry guys i don't know if you understand what independent inquiry means by the coalition i'll tell you they are going to talk to local and international experts around vaccine efficacy. You think this is good, right? Like, yeah, awesome. We're going to get the justice we've been looking for. But in 2021, at the University of Auckland, $8 million was injected into the University of Auckland, courtesy of, the, of, of America's CDC, the Centers of Disease Control, and the World Health Organization to fund the world's largest study of its kind into vaccine safety. So when Chris Luxon, David Seymour, or Winston Peters has a soundbite on the news that they're gonna get you that inquiry, they're taking the data from people who've already scrubbed it. And they won't cover their ass. Do you honestly think Winston Peters is gonna stand up to the United Nations and the World Health Organization? No. He's a pressure release valve. The entire coalition government is a pressure release valve. So that's why when you have two amazing, brave, selfless whistleblowers come forward with this data, man, you cannot clap loud enough. 
There are not words of gratitude I can find for these two guys. And it can't come at a moment sooner because the next 12 months, in my opinion, are going to be some of the most insane that we've ever experienced because this type of data destroys the plan for this whole COVID agenda because the CDC and the World Health Organization's intent for New Zealand and this vaccine study and this vaccine the, uh, investigation they're doing is to be the example data that they ply out to the rest of the world when the rest of the world starts saying, why are all these people dying? Why are my kids sick because of this vaccine? Well, they're going to have this nice scrubbed up, polished up report, courtesy of the University of Auckland, Helen Petusis, Nikki Turner, and they are going to try and again convince you our data is correct. And that's why Barry Young, his data is so important. The revelations of Dan Picknell and the New Zealand police adding language to a form that they fill out regarding sudden deaths to include a question about whether or not that particular person was vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine. That in itself is a startling revelation. And that should anyone who's a normie who hasn't woken up yet, these two whistleblowers are, are, the, are the thing that will burst the, the bubble. Burst their bubble. If you know people in your life who are still sitting on the fence, who are still clutching their mask, slap them with some truth. You got two guys who've done it with no vested interest whatsoever. They're backed by nobody. They did it on their own. They chose to do it. And if that's not good enough for the average Kiwi, move on. Because if they're so indoctrinated, so stuck on clutching their mask, it's not worth your time to try and dig that tick out. It's way too, way too stuck. And so that's why you have to move on to more people around you to make them aware of this. There's no way in hell the New Zealand news, the mainstream media, are going to ever advertise or talk or even promote these two individuals because to do so would be self-incriminating. It will bring their demise to their doorstep. So it really is up to you guys. It's up to you to spread this message, to get it out there that genocide was really here. It really happened. And there really was a cover-up plan in New Zealand, was on the world stage the entire time, courtesy of America. And I say that with a tremendous amount of resentment towards those people who have done this to this country. I'm an American by birth. My mom's a Kiwi. I came here in 1989 as an economic refugee after the after Black, you know, Black October in, in 87. Just got my family got destroyed economically. And we came to New Zealand to restart. As a matter of fact, as a teenager, when I was 17, I used to get drunk and high over in that corner of the park. I've been to primary school here. I went to intermediate school here. I went to high school here at Western Springs College. I was even on the council in my senior year. And I never thought in my wildest dreams that this type of filth, corruption, and evil would have me standing in a park like this on a Sunday afternoon talking about the things that I do. It's an extraordinarily weird time to be alive, but you can either wrap yourself up in the misery of it, or you can live in the elation of witnessing some incredible history, and better yet, changing it. They were hell-bent on changing your entire world. 
Well, bitch slap them with some reality. Tell them no. They're, we are a hell of a lot more than them. Uh, I heard a really interesting statistic that, that um, Hannah Spearier said in one of her interviews recently on Z Media, and it was about how we really only need about 3.5% of Kiwis to just say, no, we're not going along with this agenda, and that is actually enough manpower to make it stop. And so as I look across this group of people here, and I'm abundantly grateful for all of you guys for taking time out of your Sunday to do this, to celebrate whistleblowers like Barry, to celebrate the organizers of these types of events who did it in the drop of a hat. Thank you, organizers, for the way you brought this all together. Thank you. But as I look across this group, there is a demographic that is missing. Young, capable, able men. Where are the men? Okay, because I look at Barry Young as being a man. I look at Dan Picknell as being a man. Because at the end of the day, we're fighting a pro-feminist, communist fight against us all. And the men are the ones who need to actually stand up to it. Not with their fists, not with their brawn, but just with their piercing demeanor. But the problem is, in New Zealand, is that big business has muted our men, castrated them, or at least put their balls in a clamp where it cannot be used. And I'll explain. Large construction companies in New Zealand, populated by capable men who should stand up for their families and their communities from this type of shit, are nullified because their income from that construction company, buried in the fine print of that contract, says that to win this contract, to build these houses, to build this school, to build this hospital, you have to suck the dick of all these Treaty of Waitangi principles. And as such, they're all too scared to say anything. Got to keep making those Ford Ranger payments. Need to pay for the gas for the boat, right? All the important stuff, according to them. You know what? It's not too far away until those men start losing people on their job sites, losing all their friends and their family around them, not because of political persecution or something they said, but because they're dropping dead. These people are gonna have a wake-up call. We're so close to that moment where these men who've been missing in action throughout this entire fight are suddenly gonna be right there at the front lines. And it was because of people like Barry Young, and Dan Picknell. These guys have going to lose everything to give everything. And that is the sort of commitment you have to be willing to make if you're going to get the results you want. And the results I want is simple. Your freedom. No conditions, no asterisks, freedom. And there's a whole lot we have to unwind to get there. And the things that we have to unwind are gonna be things that are pretty, pretty easy to identify. ESG, give me a hand here. Does anyone know what ESG means? Okay, environmental, social, and governance are the three pillars that the swamp have been using to infiltrate New Zealand, invest huge amounts of money in social change through the ESG pillars, and they've been doing it since 1986. Now, if you don't believe me, I put out some videos recently, and it's a series, and I encourage you to go look at part two. It absolutely, down to the decimal point, explains to you 
Who invested in New Zealand? Who brought this scourge, this social change effort to change everything that we do, our social, our governance, our health? If you want to look, it's there. But all roads point to the United Nations. And I said this a long time ago in a speech at Altea Square in the middle of COVID. And I, I, asked, I asked the crowd, I said, point blank, give me a show of hands today if you would be willing to cast a vote to leave the United Nations. Show me your hands, people. Seriously, we will never be a free nation unless we, we rid ourselves of these shackles. And unless you hear David Seymour or Chris Luxon or Winston Peters talking about getting us out of anything to do with the United Nations, I want you to understand you're still in prison. Nothing will change. It is window dressing otherwise. That is why when I see brave people like Liz Gunn, who was reasoned, rational, who said, you know what, I'm gonna wait until after the elections to share this information. You know what, I think it was the wisest thing to do because it needed its own clear air. It is not a, just a New Zealand problem. They recognized when Barry got this data out that this data was of global significance. You gotta remember, if the CDC at the University of Auckland is studying every vaccine adverse reaction and death for New Zealand, well, clearly, this is really important data. And this data is likely the same standardized data sets that are gonna be used in Croatia or South Africa, or Japan. So the data is abundantly real. The response from the swamp against it is absolutely real. Their butts are puckered, they're scared to death, and so they should be, because they literally tried to push fascism on us. You know, there was a country song that came out this past couple of months ago about don't try that in a small town. Yeah, well don't try this shit in a small country. Do you think they were going to get away with it? You can't do hardly anything in this country without someone else knowing about it. And they thought they could literally hide a global genocide at the University of Auckland. So I encourage you guys, be super loud. Be loud with people who don't believe you yet. Be annoying. Smile in their face and go, shit, you don't believe me? Read it and show it to them. Make them watch something and nag them. Nag them because you're just trying to save their lives, right? You're not doing anything else. You're not asking them to take another injection. You're not asking them to do something that is experimental. It's not experimental to think for yourself. So get loud, because we need everyone to be loud, not just a handful of people, but everyone to be loud, because we want them to hear that we're coming. I want the swamp to know we're coming so that they stumble, they stammer, and they fuck up. And when they trip over, I'm gonna put a boot in their ass. Because that's what has to happen. There's no more of this shit. I'm not gonna take passive aggressive, soy drinking woke people telling me how to live my life when the quality of what I see their lives are is abysmal. I'm a simple person, but I cannot prescribe to the nonsense that they expect us to adopt because of inclusion or any other acronym they wanna throw at it. So, I want to conclude by saying thank you so, so much to the organizers around New Zealand who organize these events. Thank you, you guys, for showing up, for coming here, for representing, and for doing this every single day. Because it's exhausting. It truly is. I know that it hurts out there right now, 
And I know that a lot of us, are, some of us are just putting on really brave faces. But I promise you, 2024, they're going to try and stop everything. And the reason why they're going to try and stop everything in 2024 is because Donald Trump is coming. And if the US CDC and the World Health Organization were here in New Zealand fucking around, he's going to know about it. So that's why the New Zealand swamp is sweating it. And that is why in the South Island of New Zealand, two American airlines, two different competing airlines have now just opened up direct routes into Christchurch. Why is that? Because the swamp knows Donald Trump is coming and they are evacuating the ship. New Zealand was always the fallback place. New Zealand is the ESG gang headquarters of the world. They know when the world burns down, they were all going to come here. So guys, give them the nastiest, shittiest welcome you can find. Find every nasty piece of anger you have in you, dredged up, and throw it at them. Throw that feces at them, damn it. We don't want their crap. And as far as I'm concerned, when we actually get around to getting these people arrested, putting them through trials, and getting outcomes, I genuinely, no joke, am going to be petitioning that we put them on White Island and we actually have a tourist destination internationally. If you're an international guest of New Zealand and you want to go and, and throw peanuts at criminals on White Island, we will let you come to New Zealand. Just bring a life jacket. Bring a life jacket. Safety first. Safety first. So, guys, I thank you again. Don't give up. I know it's some exciting stuff going on right now, but we do not have plain sailing yet. Expect the unexpected. Uh, and be, be steadfast, be resolute, uh, and be ready to respond um, to, to need when it comes up, because they will throw everything at us to stop us. Yeah. Counterspinmedia.com.